Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're going to get tools and resources that are going to help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're going to help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to your Push Coach. My name is Josh. I'm your Push Coach. Rocking another behind the curtain episode today, which means we're going to chat with someone um, that's just working through some stuff in their business, and we want to give you a live look in. So today, I have Kelly. Hi, friend. Hi. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I, I as you saw, I had to like take a quick hit of pre-workout because my brain was a little foggy. I had my workout this morning, and sometimes I don't know. Sometimes between like 6.30 and like 10 o'clock, I just need like a second dose. I get it. I get that so much. <laughs> but I'm here now, but I'm here and I'm ready to rock. So what's going on? What can I help you with? So, you know, I, I feel like I get a lot of value with everything that you do. So it was kind of hard for me to come up with something, but I've noticed lately I, I never thought I had an issue with money. Okay. Like I'm that person who I'm going to invest. If it makes sense, if it's going to better my life, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Okay. But I feel like I question, I question whether other people feel that same way. And I feel like all I attract are people who don't want to invest like I question you know like with the life coaching mm -hmm. is someone really going to be okay mm -hmm. with investing in this with me yeah and 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 why what what's the reasoning behind that I don't know where it comes from like I like I said if it's me I'm mm -hmm. doing it like yeah. I, it makes sense to me but I feel like I attract all the wrong people and mm -hmm. I'm, <laughs> it's like, is it a matter of, I need to find different people? And if so, how the heck do I, how do I do that? Cool. So let's jam on this. I attract all the wrong people. And this is by the way, something that I deal with in my business too, Kelly, where I have to, you know, like if we put on like a big webinar and like over the weekend, I tell people, so this is what I tell people in my six to six program. Um, there's a really big difference between people who literally have no money and cannot actually afford your services 
in people who have limiting beliefs around the program or themselves that have the money, but are saying they can't afford it because they're not talked into it yet. You see what I'm saying? So yes. the first thing we have to figure out, and, and this is great because this will help all the listeners as well. Okay. So one, we have people who literally can't afford it, meaning they don't have any money in their bank account and their credit cards are maxed out. There's literally nothing else for them to tap into. They're, they're capped out. Right. Okay. Right. And then two, they could technically afford it, but they're not going to right now either because they still have limiting beliefs or there's things about the program they don't completely understand. And I can't afford it right now is kind of like, you know, um, you go to a restaurant and the menu is a little bit more expensive than you thought it was going to be. So instead of getting appetizers and a drink, you choose one or the other. You could have afforded appetizers and a drink. You just chose not to afford it in this specific case because there's other things you wanted, right? Does that make sense? Yes. So the number one way to figure this out for me, it's all about the way they say things. So someone might say, well, I'll just say this. When, when people literally can't afford it, like at all, what they usually do is tell you way too much about their personal life, like way too much. So we will get people in the inbox that will start telling us about all of the dramatic things that have recently happened. And that's why they can't afford it. And I always know I'm like, okay, this is someone it's a little awkward. I didn't really need to hear all these things about your life right now, but this is someone who literally has the kind of money issues. A couple feel felt founds is not getting this person's money. This person either does not have the money or is like so far out in that like in, in left field of their money issues, you're not getting their money. But then there's the person who's like, oh my God, I really want to do it, but I, you know, I like just can't afford it right now. Anyone who's like the, oh, I want to do it so bad, but that's a person who just has some limiting beliefs. And what that means is that we need to address more of those limiting beliefs um, with our posts. I just want to throw this out there. This is not the place. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, let's overcome their limiting beliefs. Let's shame them. Like, so for instance, let's make 20 reels talking about how stupid you are. If you say you don't have time to work out. Okay. Well, that's not going to make anybody want to work out because you made them feel stupid about it. Um, I was actually just listening to a training the other day. It was so good. It was talking about, um, you have to like come with compassion. So you have to like, this is where the feel felt found can come in handy. Cause it's like, Hey, I remember where, when I literally couldn't squeeze another minute out of my day, I was so busy because of boom, 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 boom. But I finally decided like my personal health business, whatever the thing is you're promoting is so valuable that it was worth taking some of the sacrifices out of blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that's very different. It's very different, isn't it? Than like, oh, you said you don't have time. Everyone has time. Okay, fuck yeah. you. I don't want to listen to you, right? Big difference there. Now, now I will say that I can get away with some of that more often because of the fact that my followers are entrepreneurs who 
are action-taking kind of people. But if you're not targeting entrepreneurs, you don't usually get the same type of freedom that I get to call people out on their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like entrepreneurs kind of sign up for that. They're like, I want to be called out. So I still have to be careful, but I do get more freedom than the average person just because of who my audience is. Okay. Um, but that's just kind of like a couple things that I want to throw out there. So, so like after me explaining all of that, and that was kind of a long explanation, would you say that the people that you're attracting are the people who literally can't afford it or the kind of people who have some limiting beliefs and we need to work on a little harder? I mean, of course, there's some that literally can't because mm-hmm. I talk to some of those types of people who yeah. tell you everything, but I would say the majority of them are the, the there we you go. know, I just, yeah. <laughs> So, so it's not a matter of the wrong people per se, even, even though we probably could, we can always do work to get like someone who is more likely to spend money. But in this case, it's a little less about their money issues and a little bit more about, we just might not be actually solving the problem that, that hurts them the most. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Now, here's what's really cool about life coaching. So for those listening, Kelly recently joined my life coach certification. Here's one of the things I love about life coaching is we can literally package it for the person we're talking to. Whether that is your one-on-one life coaching, which is obviously customized to the person, or a group coaching program where we give it kind of like a, um, a specific focus. Like let's take, let's take my six to six program as an example. Okay. The specific focus for that is marketing for people launching courses. Okay. So anyone who's launching a course can join my six to six. Okay. And my job as the program creator is within that program to make sure that I have created a solution for every single problem that someone could have with marketing their course. That's my job. Okay. So we might have one person that comes to me and says, dude, I just like, I'm not sure what to name it. I'm not sure like what the structure should look like. Awesome. In my 626 program, I literally teach you exactly how to structure your program. I teach you like how to break it down into like your content pieces I will help you to actually break down like the nuts and bolts of it. Have another person that says, Josh, I have this course, but I'm just not selling it to anybody. Okay, awesome. In this program, I literally give you my A plus B plus C equals new clients formula. I'm going to teach you how to reach new people without being all in the DMs all day. I'm going to teach you how to build relationships through free resources like workbooks and free trainings. And I'm going to teach you how to convert. Another person might come to me and say, hey, dude, um, I got my course up and going. It's already doing like five or 6,000 a month, but I'd really like it to do like 20 or 30,000 a month. Awesome. In the 626 program, I literally teach all of the things I do behind the scenes to scale your course to multi six figures and even seven. So do you see how I actually solve each problem and depending on who I'm talking to, that's the specific solution we talk about. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So what I like to do is when I first launch a program is I actually go to like most of my ideal people that I would like to sell to. And I just ask them, hey, just want to know if I had a program like this, one, what would you want to learn from me? Two, what results would you want to see? 
And I take everybody else's verbiage and I put it together so that when I'm selling the program, it's the verbiage of what other people want, not the way I would explain it. That's where we usually screw up in sales is like, we're like, okay, you're going to get my, I, I like to use health and fitness as kind of like a fun little joke. Cause I have lots of health and fitness coaches that follow me. We're like, you're going to get my like 30 day recipe. People are like 30 days of recipes. Shit. I don't want to like have to cook. You, you, are you telling me to join your program? I have to cook 30 <laughs> days in a row. I've never cooked 30 days in a row. What are we doing on Friday night? So like you're literally creating limiting beliefs with the way you're selling it by using your verbiage instead of their verbiage. Does that make sense? Yes. I never thought about that before. Yeah. That's because, yeah, that's be <laughs> well, you haven't learned yet, but you will soon. You'll learn how to use your life coaching as a way to collect data for how to sell. That's why life coaching is so powerful because I spend, um, you know, not as much as I used to used to, it was like three to six hours a day on zoom like this with one-on-one -on -one clients, which did what it taught me your language. So I got really, 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 really good just from life coaching enough people at going, okay, if I want to sell this program, like literally 10 people this week told me they struggle because they feel like, cool, that's my sales copy for my email. And what we do instead is it's like, it's almost like we pretend we're writing a book of all the good things we've learned along the way versus trying to meet them where they're at with their pain points. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Hey friends, I am so excited to announce that my new book, The Best Version of You, is finally out. It is currently the number one ebook on all of barnesandnoble.com and number one in several categories on Amazon. You can grab the digital copy on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or if you'd like the physical copy, you can order that at joshcoats.com, totally free as long as you pay for shipping and every single copy will be signed. If you're wanting multiple copies to give us gifts, just email my team at info at joshcoats.com. We'll handle all of the shipping stuff for you as long as you cover the cost. You could say my new book is kind of a prequel to everything else that I've ever written. I go back to the roots of everything that life coaching taught me about how our belief systems work. And I'm going to teach the foundational principles of how and why I was able to completely retrain my own beliefs. And I give you the steps to doing the same thing for yourself. Here's just a few things that you're going to learn. The biggest motivation hack that took me from quitting multiple businesses to finally sticking it out and creating a seven-figure life coaching business. The number one thing that is holding you back from success in every area of your life, and nope, it's not your actions. How most leaders and coaches are mentoring others in a completely ineffective way and exactly how you can avoid their mistakes and create a true performance culture. You can grab your free copy at joshcoats.com. Every single copy will come signed and you'll get an instant download of the ebook along with two other workshops that dive deeper into the content of the book. I cannot wait to get a copy of this in your hands. So I want you to imagine for a second as a life coach, okay? Because that's what we're talking about right now. Someone comes to you. I'm just going to make up a scenario, Kelly, okay? And they're like, yo, um, I'm struggling hardcore as in, in my marriage. Like as a woman, I just feel like I have 
lost my identity in parenting and being a wife. I feel like I don't just don't have joy anymore. I don't have confidence anymore. Would you sell to that person the same way you would sell to someone that came to you and said, Hey, Kelly, um, I'm struggling because, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I just can't find the motivation or the discipline to like stick to my workouts. No, not at all. It would be very different. Totally different. Now, now, could we agree that both of those people internally are probably struggling with some of the identical things? Definitely. Identical, right? So what we usually try to do with sales is we try to go, okay, what's the, what, what's the thing that kind of catches everybody, right? Instead yeah. of personalizing things to where it literally feels like it was custom made for that person, And if you get really good at it, you can kind of do both in one. So what I'll do sometimes with my emails is be like, you know, I'll go into like a really specific situation. Okay. Like for instance, I might just as an example, I could take today's podcast episode, like literally this one-on-one right now. And I could say, um, one of the hardest things in the world about business is trying to sell to people who have money issues. We have been talked into thinking that our clients literally can't afford us. I was talking to Kelly about this today. And you might be the person who is literally attracting people who can't afford you. But what if you're actually just attracting people that you haven't learned how to sell to yet? So it's just like me taking this and then like turning it into an email or a group call or or something where people are like, oh my God, that's me. I thought my people had money issues. It turns out I'm just not selling right. You see how like easy that is? (laughs) Yeah. Sales is literally the easiest thing in the world when you learn to just like listen to what is happening in these one-on-one conversations. I think we make it more difficult than it is. And it's so the way that you're explaining it, you know, you think you you're doing that, but you're not like the way you explained it is just, it's so perfect. It's really easy. I mean, it is, we just, we just have to, and, and, and that's one of the reasons I'm good at sales is because of life coaching for so long. And then I just, uh, along the way was just smart enough to just say, Hey, if I heard 20 people say the same thing this week, I'd be willing to bet about 80% of the people who follow me are thinking the same. So it's just, it's just a matter of collecting stats. That's all we're doing. And, and that's as a life coach, you get paid to do market research. Think about that. Like most people are paying for it, right? <laughs> yes. yes. I used to like, I used to joke with my friends that I had the most unfair occupation in the world because I was making at that time, hundreds of thousands of dollars per year to sit and listen to people who gave me all of my best sales copy on how to sell even more people. So it's like every time I do a one-on-one, I got paid for it and I get better at selling to my ideal client because I just spent 40 to 60 minutes with them. (laughs) So you're going to get to do that. That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and of course, you know, I don't want to make it sound like that's the only reason to do it. I mean, like I do it because it actually does 
help that individual comes away with their life completely changed. Like you, before you hopped on this call, weren't feeling super confident about being able to sell. Like you thought you needed a whole new audience. I did. (laughs) How much money, time, energy were you about to go spend on creating an entire new following versus just improving your own sales methods? Oh, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you go through your head and you're like, do I need to do ads? Should I be doing ads? But I, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all of that stuff now becomes a bonus instead of the thing that you like absolutely have to do to somehow find a way to get a business to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I also want to throw this out there. If you haven't taken the time to do what I'm talking about today, um, you, you, it's almost impossible to throw money at bad language and bad sales systems and somehow make money off. So here's where people get wrong. They're like, well, I'm not very good at this. I'll just spend money. I did the opposite. I got good at it first. And then I spent a bunch of money to put out what I was good at. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Because if it, if it works right here in a one-on-one setting, it will usually scale to the masses, but if it won't work in a one-on-one setting, good luck scaling that to the masses. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, so get good first, then start spending money. And, you know, there will be an experiment to that as well. You know, I've had to do, been running ads like six years now, you know, so there's, there's been a lot of testing, a lot of back and forth when I launch new programs, like right now, you know, I have a lot of new stuff out since I launched the life coach certification and I'm having to go through and relearn some of the same, it's the same principles, you know what I'm saying? But I haven't spent thousands of hours on -on one-on-ones with people that were thinking about becoming a life coach. (laughs) It's a little bit harder to like create like a, Okay, if you're thinking about becoming a life coach, but you're not sure, hop on a one-on-one. That's a way harder thing to do versus, you know, I spent eight and a half years on one-on-ones with people who are entrepreneurs looking to make more sales or looking to become better leaders, like whatever that is. So, you know, every single time you have something new, it's like back to the drawing board to re-listen to people and what it is they're actually wanting and needing for this new thing and figuring out who those people are. Perfect sense. sense. Yes. Now the good news is, because I know you did already have some type of a business, you will always have a certain amount of people, no matter what new thing you do that will come with you. So obviously most of the people signing up to become life coaches were entrepreneurs that were in my other courses and in my other groups who not, not all of them, not all of them want to become a life coach, but that doesn't mean that none of them want to become a life coach. So always remember when you're making any type of a pivot, whether it's a new product, new program, or in your case, kind of like a whole new direction of your business, the people who have followed you, they love you way more than they care about what you actually sell. There's something about you, the growth that they've seen in your life, the purpose and the passion. And one of the reasons they signed up for your last thing was because of that more than whatever products came with it. 
So if you say, hey, guys, I'm now doing this and it's taking me to the next level, they're going to say, cool, then that's where I want to be. So never, ever, ever assume that just because you're growing in a new direction that your followers don't want to come with you. Most of them, I mean, when I launched my life coach certification, I had people that were like, I've literally been waiting for like two years for you to do this, bro. Like it's about time. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. We're finally doing it. It's here now. We're rocking this thing. And, you know, I, I probably no, definitely lost some people along the way because of not taking that next step. And that's the other crazy thing is it's like, the longer we wait to take the next step, the more people will get a little bit bored with what it is you have to offer because they outgrew that and were ready for your next step. And they went and found someone else who was doing it. So I just, you know, like I gave Brooke Castilla millions of dollars by not having my life coach certification earlier because I was inspiring people to become life coaches, but I wasn't certifying. So they went and found somebody else. So, you know, I'm just going to write Brooke a letter and kind of <laughs> let her know she owes me a few million in affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> does that, does that help at all? Yes, it does. It's okay. Yeah, this is a completely different direction than I than what was in my head mm-hmm. before this call. Yeah, I'm so glad. Is there any follow up questions to all of this? Um, you know, with with life coaching, you mm-hmm. talk sometimes about you know trying to figure out what specialty that mm-hmm. you want to go into, and I you said something a little while ago about how. I feel like a lot of people, their specialty is business owners. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, like that's very different. I don't know how I want to say this. Like that's very different than someone who doesn't, who's not working with business owners. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to say this? I feel like it might be harder to, because I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think I want to go in that direction, mm-hmm. you know, working with business owners. Is it, is it harder or like, it's just a different approach, mm-hmm. right? Well, I want you to finish your thought. Who are you wanting to work I with? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think part of it, part of it is I don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't figured it out and that yeah. kind of scares me a little bit. So, but like, I feel like, I feel like, the only way I'm going to really do something, I feel like this push mm-hmm. towards you need to work with business owners if you're mm-hmm. going to be successful. Well, that's definitely not the case. <sighs> that's definitely not the case because there's a lot of people not working with business owners. Okay, so there's so there, there's two things that are important. Okay, one is your message. Okay. That needs to get figured out before you try to figure out the second thing, which is your niche. Okay. Sometimes we accidentally like skip steps because we're hearing something like, for instance, I'm saying, Hey, like figure out your specialty, figure that what that is. (sighs) Well, that's not as important as knowing your message, because if I can figure out my message, in other words, like what is the thing I want to help people do and become? Okay, so give you an example. I got one person, the 626. He specifically works with men 
um, who are married. So like, like on their marriage. So men on their marriage. So it's like relationship stuff, right? Okay. So once he's got that nailed down, he can put out lots of content on all of the things around his message of men and relationships. Okay. Most of it is the dude learning how to be a better listener, learning how to create intimacy with his wife, no longer just being roommates, but being someone who is more of like an intentional husband. Okay. Once you put out the message, okay, your niche is really more who are the people who end up responding the most often. Okay. So your message, when, when you keep hearing your specialty, okay, for Eric, his specialty is married men because that's what he wants to talk mm -hmm. about. That's his message. But his specialty, okay. He is starting to move a little bit more towards niching into entrepreneurs only because the guy who owns a business is more likely to drop $2,000 to fix his marriage than the guy, I'm just going to go to what I used to do, who's detailing cars and barely paying his bills. I would have never spent two grand to try to fix my marriage. However, for a business owner, that's not that big of a deal. Two grand, right. fix my marriage. I was about to spend 20 grand to go on a wedding retreat and hire a lawyer and blah, 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 blah. So like, what's two grand? So at the end of the day, your niche can technically be anyone. It's just once you start putting out your message, who are the people responding to it? Who are the people most likely to pay for it? And, and, and kind of like I told Eric, I was like, hey, you know, if you help enough business owners that can afford your services, you can do whatever you want for free for all the people who can't just, just because you make good money doesn't mean you can't also put out free. Re I mean, this podcast is free. I give away my book for free on my website, my Instagram, all the content is free. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't turned it into like a, you have to pay to see any, I mean, I haven't a free Facebook. I mean, there's so many free things helping people. But at the end of the day, if I don't make enough money to take care of my life and my family and the things that I want to do, I can't be very helpful to the people who need it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm skipping a step. Yeah, I, that's that was helpful. Yeah. So what's your message? <laughs> I... This is so bad because I, I skip around a lot because I feel like it's not working. So I skip, but <laughs> that sounds so cheesy. Um, it's, it's letting, helping women to understand that they are good enough there. And I feel like that's everybody's freaking message in the whole entire world, mm -hmm. but helping women like get unstuck in their brains perfectionist always thinking mm -hmm. what I do is not good enough. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. Yeah, there it is. So the perfectionist gives it a more specific word. Yeah. Okay. So like the reality is Kelly, we all have the same message. All of us, <laughs> what makes it unique is your story and what specific terms you put with that. So like for you, it's perfectionist. Okay. I've never been a perfectionist. Never, ever, ever, ever. You read my emails, you'll see typos in almost every <laughs> single email because I just don't care. I just don't care. I'm about get it done, right? But for you, if that's the terminology you would use, my guess is it's something you've struggled with. Yeah. 
correct? So yeah, that absolutely. An automatic connection. So when you take this specific message, which is helping women to see that they're good, helping women who struggle with perfectionist, being a perfectionist, I guess would be better English, helping women who struggle with being a perfectionist to see that they are good enough. That changes the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because you can make a post almost every single day about something you have overthought or overdone that didn't serve you, probably because, now here's the other thing, once we find our uniqueness, which for you is perfectionist, we also ask, what is the underlying belief that created that? The underlying belief in this situation, you've already said it, is I'm not good enough. So I have to do it seven times. I have to do it 30 times. I have to make sure every single thing is perfect. And in doing that, I wasted my time. I wasted my energy. Now I'm exhausted. Now I have nothing left to take care of myself. I did all of this to please all of the wrong people, which means all of the right people aren't getting anything that I have because all I have is leftovers. Do you see how that can be content for days? Oh my gosh. You have no idea what you just did for me. You have no idea. No idea. Yes. Okay. Yes. So so now you have your message, right? (laughs) Yes. And now we can just put that out there and figure out. Who are all these other perfectionists? Where do they come from? What are they doing? Okay. What kind of goals do they currently have that this is holding them back from? And as we do that, we start creating this kind of like group of women that we can collect data on and be like, okay, it seems like 90% of the women that I attract that struggle with perfectionism are struggling in their career. Like that's the thing they want to talk about. Cool. I can teach you how to um, like embrace your worth for the sake of your career. Now, that wouldn't be any different than embracing your worth for the sake of losing weight. Yeah. It's just that these people said they wanted help with their career versus if 90% of the people said, oh, it's keeping me from losing weight. Then we say, oh, cool. Putting together a group coaching program on how to work through your perfectionism to lose weight finally, um, to finally, you know, use the program or whatever. So like, as we like dig into that, that's when all of the copies. So the reality is everything I teach about business in five seconds, I could translate all of it into how it works with relationships, into how it works with a career instead of an entrepreneur into how, like I could translate it into any other niche in the world. If I had enough people in that niche that wanted to hear it. Makes sense. Yes. Yes. That's why it's fun. That's why it's hard. Um, because you do have to take one step at a time. Yeah. You take your message, put it out there, attract enough people to figure out who the hell they are. <laughs> <laughs> then start, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but yes. the, e- the easiest way is to just put out the message and, and use really, um, at first we cast a wide net. So anyone who struggles with perfectionism, you're welcome here. We start there. Okay. And as we attract people, we're just like listening. And you could even go launch a, a group coaching program. If you're a woman who struggles with perfectionism and wants to learn either 
how to lose weight or how to advance your career or how to be a better mom or, or we use a lot of ors at the beginning to find out which thing people are actually like grabbing onto. So then as people are like, yeah, I'm interested in that. Cool. What would you use this for? I'm just curious. I'd love to know. What, oh, what that's so goals? good. And then I sell it to them based. So if one person says, well, I, I would lose it. To, I would use it to lose weight. I'd say, that's so great. One of the things I'm going to help you do in this program is to see how being a perfectionist is actually holding you back because you probably thought you had to have the perfect workout program. You tried 37 of them, but you know, realized that it didn't match up perfectly with the app you had downloaded, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to teach you how to work through that so that you can finally get the results you want. And that person is in, aren't they? Yeah. That person so is 100% good. in. So if yes. they say, oh, God, I'm just really struggling in my career. Oh, that's great. You know, I'd love to help you with that. In this group coaching program, I'm going to teach you how sometimes being a perfectionist causes you to be less productive. So even though you see yourself as the hardest working person in the office, no one else sees you that way because they knocked out 42 projects in the time you did two projects. So even though your two projects were perfect and their 42 projects sucked at the end of the day, your boss had to like have a, a face-to-face with their boss about how you only got two projects done. So I'm going to help you to undo some of that so that yes, you can still put out quality work, but also keep up with the quantity that the office is asking of you. So you can finally get appreciated for being the hardest worker that we both know you are. Did you hear all that? Yes. Every word. So yes. And by the way, I'm not a perfectionist at all. So I was able to pull all of that sales copy out just based on having enough life coaching sessions with people who are perfectionists to hear the things they say that it turns into. That's so helpful. It's just, it's just understanding, you know, what it is because of this thing that you have, what difficulties and struggles it creates. Like what are the obstacles and what are the pains that that becomes that if I don't speak to very directly, I don't have your attention and I will not get your money. Make sense? Yes. So you have to study people more than we study the solution, which is hard because we're very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about the solutions that I have. But I also understand if I don't understand human nature and the way people's brains work and the way their emotions work, they will never try my solution. So I have to become a master of people's psychology way more than I have to become a master of the solutions that I'm selling. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought that I was doing that, but you just made me realize I, I am, I'm, I'm so focused on the solution and not. <laughs> as much the person. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and if we're just being honest, like everyone listening, our solutions are actually pretty damn simple and basic, right? Because for, for the most part, we're actually trying to undo how complicated and confusing everyone else is. We have some type of like two or three things that if you just do these two or three things every single day, it'll change your life. So why are we trying so hard to overmaster the thing that we already say is so simple? 
The thing that is not simple is how human brains work. Like if there's something you need to under, like that takes some time to understand, that's the thing that takes time. We should spend more time studying how our customers see things, hear things, and experience things. Master that and you can sell anything you want. Now it's just a matter of having good integrity to make sure you're selling something that actually helps people. Make sense? Yes. All right. You ready to crush it? You ready to become yes. the most badass life coach in the world? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for um, hanging with me this morning. And thank you also for letting me record this for the podcast. I think it's going to help a ton of people. Thank you so much, Josh. You're so welcome, friend. Have an awesome day. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I appreciate it so much. I just want to remind you, you know, whatever it is you're selling, um, I think that a lot of you probably listened today and were like, dude, that's totally me. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to oversell the solution and we are just grossly underconnecting with the person who needs the solution. Um, John Maxwell has this quote that I love. It says, um, you have to touch a heart before you can ask for a hand. Now, this is good leadership, but I've always said that sales and leadership are one and the same, guys. Um, nobody cares what solution you're holding in your hand if you haven't taken the time to touch their heart. And the way we touch people's heart is, is we connect on their struggle and what it is they're feeling and what it is they're going through, and we make them feel heard and seen. That's the number one thing that people probably complain about the most when it comes to doctors, right? That they have want to, you know, hand you a bottle full of pills, but they literally didn't take five seconds to listen to what the hell was going on. I'll give you proof that they don't listen very well. They make you repeat the same answers that you just filled out on 30 pages. And then you told the nurse and then they ask again. And it's like, guys, what are we, what are we even doing here? I have now wasted 30 minutes of my time repeating information. No one's listening. And then they hand you pills. But if you go to a doctor who takes the time to actually listen, hear you out, who sympathizes with you, now all of a sudden there's this trust factor, right? And, you know, they usually give you pills too, but it feels totally different, doesn't it? It feels completely different when the person who has built a connection with you offers a solution. It feels like hope instead of get the hell out of my office and take these and we'll see you again, right? So we have to work to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember if you're listening on iTunes to take a second, drop a review for us. Would appreciate that so much. Um, share on your stories that you're listening, share where you're listening. And I would love to share that over to my Insta stories as well. I love you so much. I believe in you. Never forget everything you need is already living on the inside. I will see you soon, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. 
You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.